Um, and I had in my mind that, that picture, like, finally, it's like freedom has come. Darkness, the veil of darkness has been lifted off of our land. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's the picture that came to my mind. <laughs> this veil of darkness that shrouded our land, right. the, yeah. the national support of the shedding of innocent blood has finally been peeled back. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would leave us a review. We've been getting a lot of reviews lately, actually. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, it's it's, uh, Bad it's news. not very encouraging, okay. actually. It's okay. a bunch of pro-aborts, I mm. think, because of the Roe v. Wade thing. Ah, that makes They're sense. They're more enraged against us, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah. They can... Uh, Throw a tantrum if they want to online. <laughs> leave us one-star reviews. But you guys, you can leave us five-star reviews, and that might counteract some of their efforts, although they have put a lot of reviews on our podcast. Wow. Yeah. We have more reviews on any – more reviews of all the pro-life podcasts on Apple Podcasts. That's a big deal. I'm proud yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> Except for they're, they're, they're mostly all negative. But either way, if you guys can leave us a review, we would – just find that to be a tremendous blessing. I will mention, too, before we get into this episode and the content of this episode, that we, and I didn't actually mention this to Vicki, oh. um, but we revamped the podcast website, oh. gospelcenteredprolife.com. So go to gospelcenteredprolife.com, and it's just an updated website. It's a little more accessible. It's easier to search for keywords. So if you have a particular subject, something that you would... Wonder, have they done an episode about that? You can just put in the search that keyword, and it'll show you all the episodes that have dealt with that keywords. Even in the transcript of that episode, it'll find those keywords. And it does a lot better job than our previous website did of that. And then there's also a feature, which I probably shouldn't say this because our pro-abort friends might get a hold of it. But there's a feature on the website, gospelcenteredprolife.com. If you see a little microphone down, I think, at the right-hand, bottom right-hand corner, there's a microphone there, and you can actually leave us a voice message. So if oh. you have an encouraging thing that you want to leave us, if you have a testimony even, mm-hmm. maybe something just took place on the sidewalk that was uh, just worthy of sharing, maybe we'll share some of those testimonies on the air. And if our pro board friends get a hold of that feature, maybe we'll <laughs> share some of their shenanigans on yeah. the air. Probably not, yeah. but if it's fun. Um, and something we can the springboard true face off of. of the so-called pro-choice. Yeah, yeah, we might do that. We we did an episode with uh, reading several of their reviews. It was right. just fun to read that stuff. But at the end of the day, um, we know that what we're doing, we're doing for the Lord, right? right? Yep. And um, there's going to be people that are angry. Just the fact that these folks are angry with the whole Roe v. Wade being overturned. There's just this anger, this angst with the pro-abortion people. Um, and it's really a measure of success, actually. Mm-hmm. It's really actually encouraging to see them sort of uh, throwing a fit. Now, the Bible says that we shouldn't delight in the demise of our enemy, lest the Lord sit and oh, relent. Oh, we're, we're not doing that. So we're not gloating. No. We're glorying in what the Lord has done. Amen. 
And this episode is going to be about Roe v. Wade being overturned. Right. And it's going to be in particular about kind of like that historic day. Where were you? What, what was going through your heart? What was going through your mind? So we're going to share some of that from our perspective. And I know many of you, um, you guys, you when you found the news, found out about the news, Roe v. Wade being overturned, you were shocked. You were amazed. Some yeah. of you are maybe you're not surprised. Um, but we're just going to glory in what the Lord has done. And we hope that this will be an encouragement. I just do want to say, though, like to me, it's it's a God thing. Mm-hmm. It's a God thing through mm-hmm. and through. I never would have imagined that we would see in 2022 that we would see the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I, I, I had pretty much, and this is my lack of faith, okay, so I'll admit that, but I would pretty much thought, well, it's just going to be in uh, the American history books as something that has always been and always will be. Right. Um, now, I had faith to believe that God can turn the heart of this nation back to himself and but it's just one of those things that it just it's it's been around Roe v. Wade that decision has kind of stood for almost 50 years. Right. So it's amazing, it's miraculous to imagine that, that thing has been overturned. So we're going to talk about that. I don't know if you have some introductory statements you want to make before we get into well i I was thinking because i did write something for our love life blog i I did not write an article for this because we're going to kind of just share from our heart where where we were that day and and what we felt and what happened where we were but I, i was thinking as it was happening about i remember very clearly where i was i can picture my whole family when the first man stepped on the moon which was another one of those kind of pivotal days in history that everybody kind of knows and they remember when when um, President Kennedy was shot was another one of those kinds of days where I remember very clearly. And I was little for both of those events, but I, I remember those so clearly. And I think this is one of those kinds of days, um, remembering where you were, yeah. when, especially um, if you're involved in the in the pro-life movement yeah. in, in any way like, like we were. So, and I share a lot of what you said, Daniel, that I I just really kind of never thought it was going to happen yeah. in my lifetime. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, so. you, we've kind of been told, we've kind of been indoctrinated with this idea. It's, it's a lie that Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. Right. And of course, we know, if you know how this system of government works, the Supreme Court does not make laws, right? They yeah. don't make legislation. So it's not a law. Right. Roe v. Wade was not a law. Yeah, so what do you call it? Yeah. It was a decision that it was, was a handed Supreme down. Court decision. Right. It was uh, an interpretation of the Constitution that allowed, because of a person's right to privacy, it allowed for a woman to kill her child in her womb. Yeah. That was the basis of it. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm sure there's a, there's a, a lot more than we're ever going to be able to dig into right. in that decision. But ultimately, we know what it did is it opened up just so you guys understand those who maybe are not in the know about all this this stuff and we're going to talk maybe a little bit about what we did an episode about this what we will did. happen if Roe right. v. Wade's right. return yeah. how will we Yeah. Um, so I won't I won't go through all of that again but before Roe v. Wade before that decision was handed down in 1973 there were already states that had abortion as a person's right, a woman's right. Mm-hmm. So New York, uh, New York State, I believe, uh, California. I'm pretty sure in 1968 or something, California made it um, pretty much abortion on demand. So what what happened with Roe v. Wade was essentially 
every state had to allow, according to the Supreme Court's decision and the way that people interpreted that decision, that states had to allow abortion up to viability. They couldn't put restrictions on abortion up to viability. And so it made abortion a woman's right, supposedly, mm-hmm. all across the nation. And so we know Roe v. Wade being overturned does not mean that abortion is made illegal. Some people have been saying that abortion is now illegal in the United States. No, it's not, actually. Right. Abortion is very much legal. It's very much legal in, in most every state, even. Mm-hmm. In some states, it's more restricted than others. Some states, eventually, it's going to be, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or days mm-hmm. or whatever, it's going to be illegal. Um, but there's a lot to that that we're not going to get into because I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I'm not an attorney. Vicki, you're not an attorney. I'm not. Um, but we are going to talk about kind of how we felt, where we were at when we heard about Roe v. Wade being overturned. Now, you guys know if you've been watching the news for the past, I don't know, since that leak, since that draft leak in early, um, was it in late April, early May? Or I think something? it was in May, but yeah. yeah. So we kind of, I mean, at least there was an understanding that this thing, there's a high likelihood that this thing's going to be overturned. Right. And of course, pro-abortion people wanted to put pressure on the fact that it was leaked was proof that they wanted to put pressure on the justices and maybe even on Congress to make some decisions and to kind of, you know, quote, push back on the infringement of a woman's right to choose or whatever. Death threats to some of the Supreme Court judges, which is just awful. Right. Yeah. So there was at least there was an understanding that this could be possible, but really just knowing that something could happen. And then it actually happening are two very different things. It was. It was. It was. So I I, I want to start uh, with I happened to be on the sidewalk that day. It, okay. it wasn't by accident that I was on the sidewalk. I knew we were all getting kind of news that it was going to happen soon. Yeah. And I was actually there. Uh, I've been on the sidewalk quite a bit lately because I was concerned. I was con- concerned for our teams. What's going to happen? Because there yeah. have been so many threats of violence, yeah. and there have has been violence again yeah. and vandalism against, especially pregnancy resource centers. Right. So I was there, and I got um, a text from someone who was there at the Supreme Court who had some inside knowledge who said it's going to happen today. Yeah. So I was, I told our team, I thought it was going to happen today and we were all just waiting and I was texting. Well, I was checking my phone every, every few seconds and probably two seconds after it was announced, I got the text. Yeah. That, and I just, um, you know, I I can't describe that feeling because yeah. it's we've just been doing this for so long. Yeah. And I knew that it would change nothing right. in our state. If anything, my work was going to now increase. Right. And, and that is because North Carolina is not one of those states that at Correct. least immediately abortion is going to be made illegal Correct. or there's going to be even uh, more tight restrictions on abortions. Yeah. And, but the surrounding states, Tennessee in particular, mm-hmm. well, Tennessee and South Carolina, I think, in particular, right. and then also Georgia will likely severely restrict abortions, and that will push. We already see women from those areas. We anyway. do. That'll right. push even more um, yeah. ladies to this abortion clinic, especially here on Latrobe. Yeah. So I knew that was going to happen, and, and I knew that this really didn't change. You know, if it doesn't change the heart of the nation, then abortion is— 
not going to change, yeah. Um, yeah. and not 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 until it's a gospel issue. I truly believe and know that, but to know that our nation was no longer defined as as a place where the rights of the unborn are um, are just null and void as right. a, as a as a nation yeah. that saying that there's a constitutional right to abortion yeah. was now overturned. Yeah. Yeah. And that meant a lot yeah. to me. So I, you know, I I pumped my fist in the air and um and you know waving to all of our team members we were spread out following good strategic placement of our team <laughs> so yeah. we're all up and down the road and every one of them looked over and instantly knew yeah. what what I was communicating um and then I went to each one hugging them and taking a picture cuz I wanted to memorialize where each of us was on yeah. the on this day, and we're just beaming. All of us are beaming, texting the people that we know, and um, posting it. You know, yeah. Roe v. Wade is is overturned. So, um, so I had that that mixed feelings of I know that tomorrow we're probably going to face a a very disturbing number of people coming in for an abortion or right. certainly over the next few days. But for today, I just wanted to rejoice. Yeah. Just yeah. rejoice. And there was um a real we we had we had organized tentatively the day before, thinking it might be that day. We had already organized a um a worship service yeah. on on our property next door to the abortion center. And as soon as we knew it was overturned, we started texting everyone and saying, Hey, gather we're going to worship. We're going to praise the Lord. And we did. And a few of the Love Life admin people showed up. I know you were out of town, and I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear what happened in, in California where you were. But um, I think one of the um, the most pivotal stories for me was um, we're doing the worship service. I actually was on the mic and still calling out to women or over by the driveway so that the rest of our team could could be at that worship service. Yeah. So, um but I did see a woman pull over for uh, the Charlotte city director okay. of Love Life and get out of her car. I didn't know what was going on at the time, but it turns out she has fertility issues and cannot conceive. And she had come asking for prayer. Yeah, wow. I don't know if she knew it was the day Roe v. Wade was overturned, but I thought how ironic that this woman who cannot conceive is showing up at an abortion center sidewalk where women are throwing their children away yeah. as medical waste. And it, it happens to be on the day that that so-called right has been yeah. overturned nationally. And Jonathan, our city director, prayed with the woman. She turned out to be... She, angry at God. She didn't understand. And he prayed with her and spoke about the truth of the gospel, and she submitted her life to the Lord. Yeah, it's amazing. Right, right then and there on this historic day. And to me, that's what has to happen yeah. for, for abortion to truly change. And I, I took it as a very wonderful symbol and omen and just um, proof and presence of, of the Lord at, at that place. Yeah. So that's my story. That's where I was, and the, that's, what, that's what happened 
on yep. this historic day. There were, by the way, there were helicopters circling. There were all kinds of news people, and they've been. It's kind of uh, flattening out now, but they have been all over the sidewalk trying to interview us. We just refer them on to Love Life, but it's it's really been kind of a zoo in in that respect. But the pro-abortion crowd has been surprisingly quiet. Yeah, through, yeah, through it all. So when. You guys found out, mm-hmm. then obviously I'm sure they found out shortly after, if not at the same time. What was the reaction of the pro-abortion people? Was there not like some well, grief? Or okay, some so like- that was interesting, Daniel. I'm glad you asked that because um, we were purposely, I had already actually talked with some people, we're not going to gloat. This yeah. is, no matter what happens, we can't be gloating about this. It is cause for rejoicing, but... Um, uh, but, you know, we did, you know, I went and hugged everyone. And what there was from the pro-abortion crowd was dead silence. Yeah. And they all go on their phone. And I'm, I'm sure they were all checking to see if it was true. No one said a word to me uh, about it. No one said, hey, I'll bet you're happy or anything. There was just silence from the pro-abortion group. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's well, I'm, I'm going to read this passage of scripture that has to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Lord has reminded me of this. I've we've been under attack by pro-abortion people since we've been doing this ministry. Right. We've seen a lot yeah. of really nasty people mm-hmm. do a lot of really nasty things, and we've seen them come and go. I mean, I've watched some people. I remember one security guard out here some years ago that was really nasty. Right. And I was there the day that the abortion clinic finally fired him because he was even more nasty than they wanted him to be. And I watched That's him. That's got to be pretty bad. Yeah. And I watched him walk away cussing because he didn't even have a vehicle at that time. I think his girlfriend or his wife or something worked inside the clinic. And so he had to walk. He had to leave walking and go get a bus. Yeah. And I remember watching him walk away and I wanted so badly to like just gloat in the fact that, hey, dude, look what just happened to you. You got fired. Ha, ha, ha. And then I've seen another um, really nasty pro-abortion lady who used to come out. This is probably about 10 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. And um, I watched the clinic tell her to leave as well. And I watched the look on her face. It's like she was heartbroken. This clinic that had encouraged her to come and counter protest told her to leave because she was doing some risky things that really wasn't helpful according to them. Right. And they'd asked her to come. And I watched her just the look on her face was kind of heartbreaking. Because she was like surprised that they they told her you have to get off our property and you have to leave. How bad must you be to be rejected by an Seriously. abortion center? Yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's yeah. Serious. But then a brother reminded me of this scripture. This is Proverbs twenty four verse seventeen. It says, "Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles." Verse eighteen: Lest the Lord see it and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Yeah. So we rejoice in what the Lord has done, mm-hmm. but we don't need to gloat and. Rejoice at our enemies fall. Um, and that's really not what this is about anyway. This is right. not about pro-aborts. Right. This is yep. not about the pro-abortion contingency in the United States of America. It's not about Democrats losing. It's about little babies being valued as human beings, at least right. in some measure, yeah. at least not being devalued because that Supreme Court decision, Roe v. Wade, in a sense, well, not in a sense, I think plainly just said they are not persons. Right. That. An unborn child is not a person. And so we've seen that overturn. I believe it's it's a, in a sense, again, it's not about pro-aborts. It's not about the Democrat Party. It's not about the Supreme Court. It's about the Lord. It's about what God's Word says actually being, being 
agreed with, right? That yeah. human beings are, are made in the image of God, that human beings are persons because they're human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what it's about. So we can rejoice. We don't have to gloat. Um, I think in a sense, like we need to understand where these pro-abortion people are at. As misguided, as misdirected as these people are, as full of demons as some of them are, mm-hmm. um, they just lost something that's very precious to them. Right. And again, we know it's ridiculous, a woman's right to choose. It's not about that. It's about murder, murdering children. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to understand where these people are at, and we need to pray that their eyes are open to the reality that what they were supporting was the murder of children. Maybe somehow this could bring that reality to them. And so I think understanding that is helpful, having a, a, a heart posture before the Lord, because certainly we don't want to gloat and mock pro-abortion people in the Democrat Party or whatever. And then as that scripture says, the Lord like turned back his wrath, right? The Lord somehow just lets us as a nation go back into that whole, that that just wicked direction yeah. of basically supporting the murder of children inside right. the world. Yeah, and I will tell you, I've, I've been so... Uh, just honored and proud to stand alongside our team members yeah. because I have not seen one moment of gloating or mocking yeah. the pro-abortion <clears throat> crowd. What I have seen is a heart that is just so um, kind. And, yeah. and I think, if anything, praying more for the pro-abortion uh, group. Yeah, And literally, so yesterday we surrounded a young lady whose brother is in the hospital, and she's on the other side. She's pro-abortion, but um, we're, we're all heartbroken for her. Yep. Uh, her brother could die, and we just – we prayed for her. We laid yep. our hands on her and prayed for her, and, and that's, that is overwhelmingly this, the response of the people that I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's important that we ourselves are not proud. Mm-hmm of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but we're humbled Mm -hmm. by it. Mm -hmm. Because who could imagine that, again, in 2022 that we would see this? If it didn't happen, you know, when we had – think about it. Right now we have Joe Biden in office. He's like, you know, I don't know if he himself, but he's certainly controlled by some of the most radical pro-abortion people that have ever existed in the history of this country. Um the Congress is kind of stacked against us. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the the power that's in control right now, for the most part, is the party that supports the murder of children. So who would imagine that it would be overturned now? Right. But yeah. it's only, again, by the mercy of God. And I'll say yeah. this, too. This uh, Flip, Flip Benham said this yesterday. We did a celebration of just of him and his life and mm-hmm. his dedication to the Lord and to overturn Roe v. Wade. He literally baptized Jane Roe of Roe v. Wade, Norman right. McCorvey. Been in and, the been pro life warrior for what, fifty, sixty well, not I ever since ever since Roe v. Wade yeah, was handed yeah. down. So fifty years, almost fifty years. I think a little less than that actually. He came into this battle in the early eighties, maybe okay. mid eighties. Okay. Um, because really before and I won't get into all his testimony, probably should do an interview with him. I we did, should yeah. a long time ago I did one yeah. maybe should do an, another one but uh, he was actually a pro-abortion pastor like he he thought that abortion was just a woman's right to choose and all that until he had an encounter with the Lord and yeah. the truth was spoken to him um, but what I was getting at is he he mentioned how God used the jawbone of a donkey <laughs> to slay his enemies yeah Donald Trump I don't care yeah. what you think about that guy <laughs> I don't care what you guys that are listening think many of you love the guy many of you can't stand the guy. Some of you voted, some of you didn't vote for him. But whatever you think of the guy, 
God used that man to put three justices on that Supreme Court that ultimately he used to overturn this Roe v. Wade decision. That's right. And if you think about it, too, this is kind of funny. We always hear our pro-abortion friends talking about white men controlling women's bodies, Mm -hmm. right? White men should have no say in a woman's body. Mm -hmm. In 1973, who made that, that, that Roe v. Wade decision? It was all white men. Right. Right now here in 2022, who made the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade? It was some white men, but also mm-hmm. a black man mm-hmm. and a woman, mm-hmm. right? So yep. the Supreme Court is more diverse now than it was then, and it's that diverse Supreme Court that overturned mm-hmm. that that decision from a pretty much monolithic group of people right. back in 1973. Yeah. 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 And so that's amazing. This is just miraculous yeah. what the Lord has done and what the Lord has used to overturn this decision. So. I'll share. Yeah, I wanted to hear because I haven't heard really what happened where you were, where you were, and and what the response was around you. So I was actually um, in – I was in Northern California. There was a March for Life in Northern California in Sacramento. Uh And so I was there, but then – that was on a Wednesday. And then shortly after, um, in that that afternoon, that evening, I flew up to Washington State. So I was in Washington State, which is pretty – Pretty right. pro-abortion, right? right? There, yeah. Like, nothing much is going to change, if anything, is going to change in Washington State after right. the overturning of Roe v. Wade, just like California. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a dark place, let me mm-hmm. just tell you. There's mm-hmm. a lot. Our team there suffers a lot of opposition. Their church got vandalized by the people mm-hmm. that are threatening vandalism for churches mm-hmm. and for um, pro-life pregnancy centers. A pregnancy center locally there got vandalized as well. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty hostile area. So I'm thinking, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm there on a Thursday, on the Thursday before um, in Washington State. I'm going to be there for the next couple of days. I'm thinking, if this decision does get handed down, like I'm probably in the worst place you could be. You're in danger <laughs> for, for sure. <laughs> Um, and so that Friday morning, so mm-hmm. remember that I'm on three hours um, time difference. So right. 10 o'clock, I think. Was right. It was, decision... it was just shortly after 10. So it would have yeah. been like shortly after seven your yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a super early rider. Okay. <laughs> I normally get up about seven, maybe a little bit before seven. Uh-huh. And so I think I was up at like seven. As a matter of fact, I think I was awakened by a text message um, from another guy, I won't mention right, his name. Right, And you and I were in that, yeah, that text that's message how I found thread. Out. Right. And I think that was probably the first communication I got during that day. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm kind of like rubbing my eyes. I'm like looking like, is this is this for real? Like, am I asleep? <laughs> am I awake? <laughs> is this because, a dream? <laughs> yeah, is it a dream? Funny. And then in my mind, this is the picture that I saw. Okay, uh-huh. and you you won't relate to this because you're not a Star Wars person, right? No, but you, I've never, I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You ever watch Return of the Jedi? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I well, saw the first one. So for Return sure. <laughs> of the Jedi, which is my favorite Star Wars episode, uh-huh. episode six, right of the series. Okay, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> um, at the very end, after the forces of darkness are defeated, uh-huh. so in that episode you had the Ewoks, right? They were kind of some main characters there. <laughs> So once the empire was taken down, once the um, the Death Star was blown up, you had all across all of the planets and, and all of the areas, everybody was rejoicing. It's like this big party. Uh-huh. And I had in my mind that, that picture, like, finally, it's like freedom has come. Darkness, the veil of darkness has been lifted off of our land. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's the picture that came to my <laughs> mind. This veil of darkness that shrouded our land. Right. The yeah. 
the national support of the shedding of innocent blood has finally been peeled back. Right. And I really believe that this could be an opportunity for this nation to turn back to the Lord. Yeah, I think so, too. Even though, like we said, not much is going to change in some states, Mm -hmm. at least as a nation, Mm -hmm. we have repented Mm -hmm. of our support of the shedding of innocent blood. Yeah. We've repented and we've decided no longer will we have this in our land. Yeah. I I had a dream. It it was, I think it was the night that it was overturned and I, I really hadn't thought much about it, but I knew it was probably a significant dream, but I was in my van and hit reverse by accident. I was trying to escape an evil enemy. Yeah. And my, and I ended up hitting reverse instead of like going forward and ended up backing into the river and my van just was going deep underwater and the water was over me. It was yeah. all around me. And I knew there was no way out, no escape. I knew Eva was going to win. And somehow I opened the door, which you can't really do when you're underwater and yeah. your door is closed, but I opened the door and not only did I make it safely to the surface, but I pushed my van out of the river and onto dry land, and the evil was gone. And that to me was a picture kind of of the enormity of what I felt, that I, not that I had done the impossible, but that somehow um, the impossible had been empowered to be done, and I was an instrument of it. And that's kind of how I think a lot of pro-life people are feeling, that we have been used by God, and we got to see something we never expected to see that was just glorious. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And on that particular day, after rejoicing over the overturning Mm -hmm. of Roe v. Wade, I was actually doing what we call a one-hour journey Uh with some pastors. So that's when we bring pastors out for one hour to pray in front of the abortion center. So had a group of pastors and ministry leaders uh, come out to the sidewalk in front of a Planned Parenthood there in Washington State. Yeah, And we had an awesome time of prayer. There was some pro-abortion opposition there, but it was really pretty tame, actually. Which is a surprise. And that was yeah. a large number of pastors, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, from a, what it I heard. was a good group yeah. of people, maybe 15, 20 people. Yeah, that's a lot. And um, it was good just to be there praying, worshiping yeah. the Lord. The, the I guess, excitement, maybe euphoria is too strong of a word. Maybe that's the right word. It was, it was evident in the crowd, right. in our folks. Yeah. But also, of yeah. course, this concern that these pro-abortion people are going to who knows what they're going to do? Be right. violent, and what's right. in their hearts going to manifest yep. in the streets? Thank God that's not what happened. And again, the pro-abortion opposition that was out there was pretty mild, maybe, maybe kind of discouraged, actually. And uh, yeah, that's so, the sense I got that there was very disheartened yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely need to pray for them. I yeah. encourage you guys to do that. Um, but I think. We're ready to wrap this episode yeah, up. We yeah. just wanted to share kind of where we were at, what we were thinking. You know, yeah, we didn't want it to go unnoticed because yeah. you know we we definitely are, are just really happy. Yeah. Uh, about this development. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and it really cannot be attributed to one organization, one no, group, one. No. I mean, we could attribute it to the Supreme Court, maybe to Donald Trump yeah. and putting <laughs> the right people in place. Yeah. But ultimately, we've got to acknowledge this is the Lord. This is the Lord's doing. This is a mercy from God. And I think all the more as those those who are called to stand and to speak and to proclaim the gospel, the church of Jesus Christ, all the more we need to stand up Mm -hmm. and we need to press into the Lord in prayer Mm -hmm. and believe God for revival Mm -hmm. 
mm. in our land. I believe God can send revival. I believe God will send revival at least one more time to our nation. Yeah. Where we'll see his Holy Spirit sweep across this land. We'll see many come into the kingdom of God, including some of those pro-abortion people who were mad that, it, that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Mm-hmm. God's going to bring people into his kingdom. We have to be faithful, regardless of what the Supreme Court does or does not do. We have to be faithful to do what God has called us to do. And remember, abortion is not over in our land, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's still happening. It's still going to happen until the gospel saturates this nation. Yeah. Um, we still have a lot of work to do. So Amen. just want to encourage you guys that are out there doing this work. That we're praying for you guys, and we appreciate you guys praying for us. Appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Just encourage you to share this with others that it would be a blessing to. Encourage you to reach out to us. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky, with a Y, at lovelife.org. Also, again, encourage you guys to take advantage of our website, gospelcenteredprolife.com. It's the podcast website, so all the episodes are available there. New and improved. New and improved, (laughs) yeah. And so we think it will be a blessing to you guys. Also, our sidewalksforlife.com website, training and equipping website with articles that we put out on almost weekly basis that will be a blessing to you guys, a lot of other stuff there. So take advantage of those things. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Nothing's too precious since I met you.